Can we give Jesus a big hand in the house today? Come on, all over. Make some noise for King Jesus. Come on, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Praise the name of the Lord God forevermore. I love it when Jesus just shows up and does whatever he wants to do. Are you okay with that? Happy September. We are now in the month of September. Can you believe it? Happy Labor Day. All that kind of stuff. I hope you in here are not laboring too much today. Or you watching online, I hope that you're not laboring too much today. How many of you love the Word of God? How many of you love it when Jesus just walks in a room? <laughs> I mean, really. I'm saying, Jesus, you will never have to bypass the leadership of this church to do whatever you want to do. Matter of fact, I'd love for you to come in, just take over whenever you want. And that is totally what he's doing. What about in your life? Are you letting Jesus be Lord of every aspect of your life? Have you opened up every door? Have you thrown open all the curtains? Have you lifted every window and say, breeze of the Holy Spirit, blow right in here? Because if you do that, everything's going to change. You know, a lot of changes going on in the house. You got a different bulletin. <laughs> we dismissed the kids at a different spot. I moved some more chairs yesterday. You don't even know. We moved the drum cage. We lit it up. Woo! We did projector changes. And, but you know what? Lights. Pastor Don, Pastor Devin, they've been working so hard. Give them a hand clap. Pastor Chris, all these guys. And that's wonderful. And that's great. And there'll be more things to come. But you know what? So what? What's going on in your life that he's rearranging? That's the real deal. This is bells and whistles, pretties, fancies. But how are you letting him move a projector, change a light, move a drum cage in your life to correlate with what he's doing in his house? Because everything going on here starts out there. You bring presence with you. You bring power with you. You bring, I'm going to say it, you bring anointing with you. And what we're seeing down here is a celebration of what God's doing in you. It's everything to do with a drum cage and a light bulb. No, it has to do with what God wants to do in his people. The message has already been preached by half the people that have spoke today all about words. This month, this entire month of September, church, we're going to talk about Words, but not just any old words. I'm talking about we're going to be all up in words to live by. That's what we're going to talk about. Because words are powerful. Words build up. Words tear down. Words push forward. Words pull back. Words are the pavement that the vehicle of your life is traveling on every day. Where are you going? Your words will show the way. I'm not talking about just the words coming out of your mouth. I'm talking about words that you live by. Words come at us every day. Yeah. They're sticky. Yeah. They're like those little sticky hands. Your kid ever go to the, one of the machines and 25 cent sticky hand? And the thing about those things that I hated the most, whenever Kristen or Michaela would take one and slap the wall at the house, they'd pull the hand back, it left the mark. Yeah. 
a greasy mark that Gugon wouldn't get rid of at 409. You had to repaint the whole wall. I did it three times. Can we be honest in the house of God? Why did I say that? Why did you take me there? Somebody need to hear that. that they need a sticky hand slap on you today. Well, psh, I wish I had one. Somebody gonna have to bring me one. Psh, a long one, about that long. Reach out the crowd. Smack Jesus. It's okay to be free in here. It's okay to laugh. And it's okay to leave your religion at the door. Let's get relationship going in here. So are you ready to jump in to words to live by? Are you really ready? Well, let's start where we always start, but today a little more emphasis on some words that are in what we say every week. I've highlighted a few, and as you see the few that are highlighted, put a little umph in it today, okay? You ready? Here we go. This is my Bible. It's a standard I live my life by. I'm a spirit-filled believer sustained by my personal relationship with the Lord, empowered by my commitment to community and expressed through outreach to others. Therefore, I can say, yes, God, and no devil. Come on, shout in this house. <laughs> Woo! I like a little Holy Spirit jump. Are you all right with that? Mm. i tell you what I love more than anything. I love the stability and the consistency and the power of God's word. That's why all month long, as I said, we're going to talk about words to live by. And I'll just tell you, today I'm going to throw a lot of scripture at you. But I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to because here's what I'm doing today. Listen to me closely. Today I'm setting a framework. I'm setting a track. I'm really laying down some opening statements and some opening scriptures that you will remember throughout the month because the Lord is building a new highway and it's running right smack in the middle of this house. And we've got to listen to his voice to hear where to go because words have power. Do you agree with me that words have power? Yes. Words are so powerful. And you are either going forward, listen to me, family. You're either going forward or backward based on the words that you choose to live by. Forward or backward based on the words that you choose to live by every day. You know, I, I love to think about this, okay? The natural world that we live in, <laughs> how was it created? By words. God's words. Genesis chapter 1. Starting in verse 3. Going through verse 26. He spoke eight times. And everything you see, taste, touch, smell, feel, walk in, walk around, see, there it is. <sighs> Spoken by the breath of God. Through the vehicle of what? Words. Aren't you made in his image, his likeness? What does that mean? You have the same power. In your words. Your world today is based on the words you've been speaking. What words do you live by? I want you to think about that. It's amazing that, now think about this. It, it's amazing how a word spoken at just the right time can change everything. Isn't it? 
You know, you could be having a rough day, and somebody comes up and says, hey, you know, the Lord just, I just put you on my heart. Everything turns and changes. A word, you know how the Bible describes it? I love the scripture. A word fitly spoken in due season is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Isn't that amazing? Look, golden apples are those words in settings of silver. What kind of golden apples are you feeding on every day? Now, can I just give you a few good quotes here, a few good words? These aren't necessarily scripture, but they're good. I mean, there's nothing really wrong with these. I love this one. Don't let someone else's opinion of you become your reality. Whoa, that's a good word, right? What about this one? If opportunity doesn't knock, Build a door. Yeah. Yeah, right, Steve? We're going to build doors. If opportunity does not build a door. Here's a good one. If I was meant to be controlled, I would have come with a remote. <laughs> Say amen, somebody. <laughs> That'll get you free right there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's okay to smile. Your face will not break. Probably not, that's right. All these were good words. Isn't that good? They're good, but I don't, I don't really want a good word to go by. I'd much rather live on a God word. Mm. Good words are great. Good words are fine. But I want some of them golden apples. I want some of that God word to build my life on. Base everything that I am. Base everything on a good God word. Here's our foundation scripture. Are you ready for this? Oh, my goodness. It has been written. Man shall not live and be upheld and sustained by bread alone. Mm. But by what church? That comes from? Come on, say it again. God, I'm going to need help preaching today. Every word from the mouth of God, we'll say it again, every word from the mouth of God, you can take it to the bank. It will sustain you, it will uphold you, and it's the only thing that can give you life. That's it. Now, I love this. Here's a portion that I'm just kind of throwing at you today. Jesus... When he walked around doing what only Jesus can do, he would throw down some heavy teaching. Jesus shook it up, shook up the church, shook up the pastors, shook up all this system and religion and all this stuff. Jesus, the one that they should have looked at and said, you're the one. They looked at him and said, get away. Because he shook everything up. He said, the way y'all are going is just, it's not, it's not right. It's pushing more people out than it's bringing in. So Jesus started laying down some real heavy teaching. And I want to look at just one. It's not the biggest part of the day, but let me throw this at you. John chapter 6, Jesus said, it is the spirit that gives life. Here's a teaching, okay? The flesh is of no help. The words I speak to you are spirit and life. But some of you don't believe. This is Jesus talking. Well, from that point on, many of his followers turned back to their old ways of living. Now, Jesus is trying to show a new way to live, a new life to go, a new road to travel. 
But when he lays down these teachings, he says, no. They what? They wouldn't go along. They wouldn't go along with him. Now, Jesus had more followers than the, than the 12. Do you understand that? There was more than 12 people. Now, his 12 was his tight crew. So you would think he throw, throws this out to the masses. And, you know, naturally, you know, some are going to stay, some are going to go. But I love what Jesus did. He looked at the crew that was supposed to be tight with him. He said, then Jesus said to the 12, you going to leave me too? You going to run off? Peter said, to, we don't we love Peter, roller coaster Peter. Up and down, in and out, and all around. The guy would get it together long enough to, to hit some things right. Peter says to him, he says, Lord, where else can we go? You have, what does that say? The words that give life. Can you really handle his words when they come at you? Can you really handle his words when he throws down a teaching that's exactly what you should be doing, but you don't know if you want to follow? Here's a question I think he's asking everybody in this room today. If I throw down something you don't like, will you leave me? No. What's that, Kathy? No. Stand up and say that out loud, Kathy. No. Give her a hand clap. <laughs> Funny thing is, though, people do every day. Sad part is people do all the time. All Jesus is trying to do is bring life to you because his words aren't condemning words. His words aren't shut you down, cut the fun off, quit all that mess and stand and be happy and ask people to come to your church because you're so full of life and joy and our worship's very quiet. I ain't going. I want some pump and jump in the house. Why not? Everything out there is trying to kill you. Everything in here is trying to give you life. <laughs> okay. Will you leave me? So I'm going to ask you to hang on tight. Let's jump into a teaching. Let's jump into some Jesus words. Let's jump into some apples of gold and settings of silver and just see what I'm doing for the next few weeks doing some things the Lord spoke to me that are not kid stories. Now, bear with me a minute. Some things I'm going to go over in the next few weeks, I guarantee you're going to remember it from your Sunday school class. I remember the flannel board, the little images stuck on the board. The things we're talking about today are not kid stories, are not flannel board issues per se. But I do want you to take the flannel board of your life and bam, stick it right on there. Let's jump into one. Luke chapter 6, 46 through 49, Passion Translation. I'll tell you why in a minute. Here we go. What good does it do for you to say I'm your Lord and Master if you don't put into practice what I teach you? Shemack, punch, uppercut. What good does it do for you to say, Jesus, I love you. Oh, we give you a worship only if I want to. And Trey's hitting it today. What good does it do for you to say, I'm your Lord and Master, if you don't put into practice every day, everything, all the way, through and through, 100% what I tell you to do? Well, let's go a little deeper. It says, let me describe the one who truly follows me. This is the real deal. Truly follows me and does what I say. He's like a man who chooses the right place to build a house. 
and then lays, what does that say? A deep and secure foundation. Now let me say something that I discovered about this word house in this scripture. I know everything I'm about to say. You know it. You remember the flannel board pictures. You saw it. House in this point does not necessarily just mean a physical brick and mortar house. You build all kinds of houses in your life. Build all kinds of houses. So just open your mind up to that. Lays a deep and secure, what does that word say right there? Say it with me. Foundation. Mm -hmm. When the storms and flood rage against that house, and trust me, they're coming, it continues to what? And who wants some of that? Stand strong and unshaken through the tempest, for he built, <laughs> he chose wisely. <laughs> he built it wisely on, what does that say? The right foundation. Let that sink in. But the one who's heard my teaching and does not obey, does not apply, does not really do it. He's like a man who builds a house without what? Laying what? Any foundation at all. If you have a house with no foundation, that's bad. That's a mud pit. That's rough. But did you know there are places all over the world, houses that do not have foundations? And listen to me. There are people all over this city, all over the state, people you know, even some in here today. Let's just be real. You don't really have a solid foundation. And you wonder why everything crashes. And you wonder why you can't stop. And you wonder why you can't quit. And you wonder why the Lord has sovereignly stepped into your life today. And he's saying, stop what you're doing. Let's look at the foundation. Let's look and see what's going on. Laying any foundation at all. When the storms and floods rage against that house, and you know what it's like, it will immediately. Now, i got to pause right there. Not in a week. Not in a day. Not next month. It will what? Immediately collapse and become a total loss. That's why things can be going bumping right along great today. And then boom, tomorrow. Totally different. You're in a food line. You had a bunch, but no foundation. Strong wind. Instantaneous disaster. Instantaneous disaster. Which one of these two builders are you going to be? Yep. Now, to me, reading this in the Passion Translation, Pastor Chris, totally rocked my world. Which of these two builders will you be? Because whether you know it or not, you're a builder. Yeah, yeah, you may not think you are. You are. Yes. Everybody in this room, put your hand up. Yep. Say, I'm a, builder. I'm a builder. Drafted. Everyone in this room, you are a builder. Well, no, I'm not. Yeah, you are because a builder is a creator, a designer, or here's the one I love, one who constructs something by putting parts together over a long period of time. Everybody in this room is doing exactly that. Family, life, kids, business, whatever, all this, a lot of stuff. You want something? You're going to have to build it. How many of you love the physical house that you live in? You would say that's a wonderful place. Some of you might want to move. You might have whatever. But don't you know that the house that you live in well, didn't just fall out of the sky, didn't just pop up out of the ground. There's some old boys had to get there and sweat to get your house built. Everybody say built. 
How many of you enjoy the car that you drive? Well, Ford, Honda, whatever. It didn't just manifest itself out of thin air. Somebody in the factory spent a lot of hours building that thing. Say amen. How about your boat, fellas? The boat didn't just show up. Your wife didn't just go cha-ching, and there it is. Somebody had to build it. You don't get anything down here without building it. Now, let's flip this. You're not going to get anything out of your life worth anything unless you put some elbow grease, some time, put your hard hat on. And go to building. Building, 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 and building. If you want a life that's going to stand strong and unshakable, when the storms come your way, and they are coming, you have to build it piece by piece. So let's just say this. You build it on word by word from the word. If you want it to last, it just doesn't happen and here's another scripture I love I told you I'm gonna throw a bunch at you wise people are what they do what families businesses and communities well how do you know (laughs) well I'm wise how many of you in this room would say yes I am most definitely wise (laughs) we all would say absolutely pastor well here's how you know for sure do what God's teaching says don't just listen you just love coming in listen you know Don't just listen and do nothing. When you only sit and listen, what are you doing? You're fooling yourself, everybody else, but you're not fooling God. You're not fooling God. Big question, because everybody's building something. What are you building? Now, 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 just think about it. Well, Chris, you know what I'm thinking? We're, We're building the next phase of our life. Well, I'm building... You know, my business, I'm building, you know, our, our marriage. Think about it. This is, a, this, is a, this is where the shift to practical is. This is where uh, Pastor Roy Stockstill, where we come from, would say, I'm take cookies, cookies off the top shelf, put them down here on the bottom, wherever I can get it. This is where we're shifting here. I've been kind of, ooh, now let's get practical. What are you building? Think about it. This applies to everyone. Everyone's building something, whether you know it or not. And here's a big question I have for you. Okay, do you like what you see? Okay. You say, exactly, it's right, Perry, exactly. Some say yes, some say no. Some are like, you, you're diving too deep. Get back off of this. Why, why, would, you, why would you ask me that? Because look, here, here's God's saving grace. Here's God's love. Here's God's step into your life. Here's God's moment. Because if you don't like what you see, maybe it's time for a remodel. You can shift things a little bit. Remodel a little bit. Has anybody ever gone through an extensive remodel? That's about what you look like. When I was young, back in the 80s-ish, we got a house, 404 West Columbia Street, my great-grandfather's house, deeded it to us, and the first thing that we had to do was remodel that bad boy. It was built in 1920. And this was a long time after that. Now, let me tell you something. Some of y'all living in spiritual houses built in 1920. That's why things bug you a little bit. That's why things mess with you a little bit because you want structure from the 20s. Because listen, when we went into this house, I was a kid and I loved to go watch. They pulled the old green carpet up out of this house. Guess what the lining of the carpet was and the padding on the floor was? Horse hair. (laughs) I'm serious. It was horse hair, wasn't it, Dad? My dad's right there. I'm telling the truth. Horse hair. We need some new carpet in the house without horse hair. What planet does they use horse hair? 
So, so they start busting the walls out. I'm thinking, they crack the walls and it's this weird looking concrete mesh with these little bitty thin wood slat walls, plastered wall. You hit the wall, you hear, you heard, I heard things falling in them walls 25 years later. Some of you need to redo the walls in your spiritual house. The wiring in this house was plum scurry, as they say around here. We were checking it out and looking at things. Dad's going, don't turn the light up. Don't turn down. I can't. No, no, stop. He'd take me behind the wall and he'd show me. There was a piece of ceramic, had a nail through it, and a piece of co bare copper wire just up the walls. I said, what? No, Dad's like, don't touch it, boy. Now, what? But in 1920, that's how it was. Cutting edge technology. Stop living spiritually in 1920. Advancement time. What's God wanting to remind? I will tell you, that's what's going on spiritually. That's what's going on in this house. That's what's going on all over the world because it's a new day. Guess whose time it is? It's your time. It's our time. There's a new generation walking on this earth. There's a new people of power, authority, anointing, and driven by Holy Spirit, not church routine. Do you want a piece of that? Because that's the way it's going. And Jesus is, here's how Jesus is. Jesus is standing with his hard hat, with his hammer, with his concrete bucket, and his horsehair removing angels. And they are standing on the ready to walk into your house and help you remodel. You don't have to do it by yourself. He's not mad at you. He's not mad at you at all. He ain't mad at nobody. He's just saying, let's change some things so we can get more. Holy Spirit. If you're going to start a rebuild, now, I'm going to go somewhere with this. If you're going to start a rebuild, you've got to start at the foundation. Now, let me say this. When they started the rebuild on our house, the remodel, rebuild, all that stuff, whatever you want to call it, they go in this dark hole under our house. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a nice way to say it. But there was a door that you would open up. You walk down these dirt steps, and it was this cold, dark little hole. Remember that, Dad? It's scary, man, really. And there was rocks. Not bricks, not blocks, rocks. Stacked on each other, and I'm looking in the house. I said, I said, Dad, what is that? He said, that's the foundation. I said, why are we checking the foundation? We've got to see if the foundation is strong enough to handle the rebuild. Because there's going to be new weight. There's going to be added wiring. And there's going to be a complete new system that runs from top to bottom. And we've got to make sure the foundation can handle the weight of the new that's your life. That's your life. God's poking. You know why you feel so uncomfortable sometimes? God's poking around the foundation. What are you really building on? What do you got everything in your life really structured on? Is it you? Or is it him? He's going to find out. You got to start at the foundation. 
because foundation is everything. Go no, you go no further, no higher, no deep in your foundation. Love this scripture. If our foundations are destroyed, what should the righteous do? If the foundation is weak, if what I've built 27 years on, God shows up and says there's a crack in there and you can't go any further. That's why you're upset. That's why you're mad. That's why you don't feel like you fit. That's why you feel on the out. That's why you feel weird because there's some cracks down there. And stop looking up. Look down at the foundation of what's going on. You're blaming everything and everybody, but the Lord's saying, turn the mirror on your foundation. Because there's so many rooms in your house that you built because you like it. He didn't have nothing to do with it, and that's why it's frustrating you. That's why you get ticked off every time you turn around because you built that, not him. You tried to build something because it's what you like. He didn't have nothing to do with it. That was totally that was just the yellow part. He's filling in the red. You know what I'm talking about. Let's get even deeper in this. What should the righteous do? What should the righteous do? They said, let us rise up and build. They said, let us rise up and build. So they did what? Strengthen their hands for the good work, man. Remodel, rebuild, whatever you want to say. It is W-O-R-K work. It's hard work. It's grit and grime work. Anybody ever work construction in here? Do you sit there and freeze and just sip tea all day? No, you sweat. You work. You see these guys without their shirts on? They look like pieces of bacon because they are fried in the sunlight, man. Because they're working. Frank Page is in here. I have watched Frank, Frank Page built the playground out here one time. Where's Frank at? Frank, you in here right there. Okay, listen to me. I got to tell the story on you. got to tell the story. Frank Page shows up. That playground out there, Pastor Mark at that time says, help Frank. I said, Frank, I'm here to help you. What do you want to do? He looked at the playground. He looked at the equipment. He said, now here's what I want you to do, Chris. I want you to go inside them doors and get out of my way. I said, thank you, Jesus. That's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> now Jesus is wanting to look at you and say, go on over here and sit down. Let me get this thing rolling. I'm going to get a jump out of you one of these days. Come on. Come on. <laughs> we ought to be that way. Let us rise up and build. So they strengthen their hands for the work. And we know that it is a good work. So what is the work that needs to be done? Now ponder that a minute. Think of your life. Think of what's going on in your life. And the scripture that I'm about to drop on you is one of my favorite scriptures in all of the Bible. I have prayed since transition. Lord, when can I do this? When can I do this? I love this one. I love this one. He said, today's the day. I said, good. Here is the work that we all should be a part of. Isaiah 58, 12 in the modern English version. Now, it's a lot of wordy stuff, so hang tight. But listen, here's the practical. Here is the work that must be done. Those from among you shall rebuild the old waste places. You shall what? Raise up the foundations of many generations. Now hang, this is not just about you. What is it, Miss Jeanette? Who's it about? 
Come on, say it again, Mr. Nitt. Come on, give her a hand clap. It's about your seed. It's about some that have gone before you, and it's about some that are coming up behind you. Brother, this is a generational thing God's about to do. Raising up the foundations of many generations. And you shall be called, I'm going to say it again, you shall be called the repairer of the breach. Oh, this is good. Come on, y'all. Repairer of the breach. The what? This is you. This is who you are. The restorer of paths in which to dwell. This is what they need out there. Somebody to raise up the foundation of righteousness, repair the breach the enemy has broken, and restore the path of godliness for this generation to walk in. Do you want a piece of that action? So today I'm giving you the three R's of a rebuild. The three R's of a rebuild. Raise the foundation, repair the breach, restore the path. In your life, raise the foundation, repair the breach, restore the path. I want to dive into all these. First one. Raise the foundation. I want to look at the word raise. The word raise right here means this. To exalt and magnify. Raise. To exalt and magnify what? The foundation. I'm asking you again. What is the foundation of your life? What is your life built on? Think about it. What causes you to make decisions. What, what, what are you looking to? What's everything built on? Because listen to this scripture right here. No one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid. Which is what? That's right. He is the only foundation that you build on in your life. He's it. If not... Now let me, let me take that a little deeper. This scripture... In the message, look what it adds to it. I love this, love this, love this. Remember, the only one foundation, the one already laid, Jesus Christ. Okay, look what it says. Take particular care in picking out your building materials. Eventually, it's going to be an inspection. If you use cheaper, inferior materials, everybody's going to know it. The storm's going to come. Where'd they go? COVID shows up. Where'd they go? Uh, yes. Ow! Now, there's legitimacy in anything. But everything can also be used to just do whatever you want to do. If you use cheap or inferior materials, you're going to be found out. I'm just going with the scripture. First Peter, Look! I'm setting a stone in Zion, a cornerstone in the place of honor. Whoever trusts in this stone as a what? Foundation. Will never have cause to regret it. Now, isn't that a freeing statement? Will never, ever, ever have cause to regret building your life on that foundation. Wow. Let's keep going in this verses right here. To you who trust him, he's a stone to be proud of. 
But to those who refused to trust him, the stone the workmen threw out, because remember, rebuild takes work, they threw him out. But he has now become, what's it say? The chief foundation stone. What do you build your life on? What ha- I'm going to tell you. <laughs> the words that give life, deter- listen to me online. The words that give life determine who you marry. Mm-hmm. The words that give life determine what you say. The words that give life determine where you go to church. The words that give life determine how you act. The words that give life determine how you treat other people. The words of life determine if you are for real or faking it. The words that give life will expose places that just simply need some Jesus help. Let's say it that way. He's not about pushing anybody out. He's doing everything he can to bring people in. (sighs) For the understanding, it's a stone to trip over. For the untrusting, I'm sorry. For the untrusting, it's a stone to trip over. A boulder blocking the way. They They trip and fall because why? They refuse to obey his word. They just simply refuse to obey his word. Really all he's saying in all that is just trust me. He's just saying trust me. He just wants you to trust him. Come on, I know I got to roll. Let's go to the second one. Repair the breach. Now I flipped it here because the Holy Spirit highlighted that word right there, breach. Now I know a lot of us would know that pertaining to babies. You ever heard of a baby that's breech? What's that mean? Upside down? Okay. Would that suffice to say wrong direction? Not headed in the right direction? A lot of you spiritually are breach. A lot of you online, spiritually you breach. You wonder why nothing's coming through. Because you breach. Wrong direction. Pointed, uh, flipped around, got the cord around your neck. Something's wrong in there. God's trying to birth something in you, but he can't because you breach. Now, this morning at our prayer time, Perry was quoting scripture and said, okay to be real like this. Y'all okay? Yeah, yeah very different prayer times. It's amazing. Every Sunday we come in here, we have a prayer meeting at 830, the pastors and team leaders, and somebody will inevitably say a scripture. And Jamie, your whole word today, where's Jamie Hanson at? Your whole, Jamie, your whole word today has been about, you know, what you had. Do y'all see how the Holy Spirit lines this stuff up in this house? Yeah. Because I want him to. So do you. We all do. Pastor Mark, Miss Jeanette. That's what they've been trying. That's what we've all been trying to do. I'm going to keep going. <clears throat> oh, Lord, I know that the path of life of a man is not in himself. Stop trying to do it on your own. It's, I love this. It is not within the limited ability of man, even one at his best. Come on. You feel like I'm at my best. You still don't have it. One at his best to choose and direct his steps in life. You think you got it on lock, but you don't. You don't. You just, you just don't. What's happening? Here it is, Perry. I will instruct and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you, specific here, counsel you who are willing to learn What's that say, Perry? With my 
I upon you. She walked in here today, Miss Perry, wave your hand, and felt like right up here at our prayer time that the Lord was saying, guide you with his eye. You said that in the prayer time. You were feeling that because I felt like the Lord was saying focus, and she comes in and says that, and Jamie comes in and talks about words. It's a setup. Mm -hmm, totally. It's a setup. You okay with the setup? Yeah. And all that, he's just simply saying, follow me. He's just simply saying, I want you to trust me, then I want you to just follow me. Let's just go. Because I'm going to help you with the, with the rebuild. Help you with the remodel in your life. Let's go back for the last one. Restore the path. I'm going to let this one simmer just a minute. Restore the path. For some in here today and for some watching online, and we're bringing it to a point here, there's so many things the enemy has stolen from you. You thought it was a person. You thought it was just, you know, maybe the gap or flaw in your life. It's just a devil intrusion. Chris Drell, y'all can come on up, man. Just preach with me for a few minutes here. You thought, well, now, wait a minute. That, well, that's, just, that's just my messed up life, my messed up, my, I'm, just, I'm just screwed up, man. You said it yesterday. Somebody watching this right now. Yesterday, Saturday, you said to somebody, I'm just messed up, man. <laughs> that could never be restored. That could never be put back. Well, let me tell you what restore means. Restore means put back and re-equip. That's what God wants to do in somebody's life, even in this room today. He wants to put some things back that the enemy stole. He wants to re-equip you for the work that's ahead. Anthony, he's re-equipping you. He's reworking things in your life. Sir, he's re-equipping you. The gentleman right behind Dwight. I just, I've looked at you two or three times today. I just, there's something fresh and something new going on in your life, sir. That's one reason why you're here today. Because there's been a lot of things, the enemy's stolen, a lot of things back in the day. You know, maybe even some people told you, stop. You know, it's for them, maybe not. But the Lord wants you to know, it's for you, man. It's a re-equipping day for you. I don't know you before. I've never seen you in my life. Does that, is that anywhere close to what some things? That's good. I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. Because I believe there's a call of God on your life. I believe there's something you're, you've, been, you've been called to do. And God wants to give you the equipment to do it. Restore. Put back. Re-equip. Everybody say the path. The God of grace who's called you to his everlasting presence through Jesus the anointed will restore you, support you, strengthen you, and ground you. Now hang on. That's not teenagers getting grounded. <laughs> I love what this version says. It says, I'll just establish you. Making you what you are ought to be. <laughs> what was that? It's right. The design. That's exactly right. Making you, Victor, into what you've been called to be. Is that okay if I say your name? Does that offend you? I just love you, man. I just love, I, I just love you. Jordan? Jared? I'm telling you, bro, it, 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 he's, he's flipped everything upside down in your life and you know it. And you're just like, ah. 
Curtis, you and Jessica, I want you to stand up. I want you all to stand up. Everybody stretch your hands out toward that couple right there. Father, I thank you for the gift of God that's in them. Father, I thank you that there's no coincidence that they're here. Curtis, you're a man of God. Curtis, you're a powerful man of God. Jessica, you are stable. You, wow. Jessica, you are so stable. You're so consistent with Jesus. You're so powerful in the spirit. God's brought you guys here because he's equipping you for the work ahead. You're not going to be okay just being church goers. You're going to be church growers. Church growers in Jesus' name. Chris Bernhold, stand up back there. Lift both hands up. Pop up real quick. Hands up. Father, I thank you for Chris. Chris, today is a day of re-equipping for you. Chris, you have poured your life out for your baby girl. You have given when others told you not to. You have kept going when they said, you stop. What's the matter with you? Nobody needs to do this. But you said, no, it's for the next, it's for my seed. It's for my baby girl. And let me tell you something. God is, boy, I feel that. He is honoring the heart of a father. Chris, he, he, God, the father, knows what that's like. He let his son go to that cross. Mm. Chris, you would, you would die for that baby. Every man in here needs to take a lesson from that. Who you're willing to die for? Is everybody okay? I just got to go with it. The couple right back there, ma'am in the white shirt, sir in the blue shirt, would y'all mind to just pop up real quick, just stand up there? And I ain't doing this to embarrass nobody. I just want this to happen. And you can do it too. I just, restoration. Just restoration. Is that, is that close? Is that it? I just hear that restoration. Man, what others have said no to, God just, lift your hands up, would you mind? Yes, God, God's saying yes. Listen to me, God's saying yes. That's the Holy Spirit on you, honey. That's the Holy Spirit. Restoring, making you what you ought to be. Not what they said. Not what they said. What He said. That's what's going on in your life. That's why you shed tears. Because you sense and feel, God, you're shaking everything up. He has because the specific, I'm going to say this, the relationship. Relationships restored. Is that, is, that, is that it? Is that it? Am I right with that? Let me tell you this. Phone call. I don't care. Something. That, God's restoring that today. That's what I feel. Now, how was that? Was that like this or was that like that? Was that on? Was that pinpoint? That was it? Father, I thank you right now. Come on. For that relationship being restored, renewed, put back, re-equipped. Right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, right in the back. Yep, just you, right there. Striped shirt. Yep, it's you. Yep, right back there. Bearded. Right there. Yep, that's you. You're the one. You're the last row. Pop up there, bro. I'll love you. Pop up. All the whole row pop up. Yeah, go on and give him a hand clap. You can feel that popping out of you. Yeah, lift your hands up, guys. Lift your hands up. Hey, do y'all want to experience the power of God? I'm talking about the genuine, purebred, bona fide power of God. Just lift your hands up and get it. I don't have to touch you. I don't have to touch you. Sean? Y'all pray for them right now. Come on, lift your hands up, lift your hands up. Harold, go back there and lay your hands on them. Come on, this ain't me, this is Jesus. Power of God. Don't look at me, look up. Power of God on you right now in the name of you. Girl, you feel it right now. Do you sense that and feel that? Do you feel that? Kay, go back there and pray for them. Miss Kay, go back there and pray for them. You got power on you. Come on, man. Come on, man. 
Jesus, do Victor. You got Victor, my man Victor. I got to pray for you. Vic, stand up, stand up. Look at this dude. Look at this dude. That's what I'm talking about. Victor, lift your hands up. Father, I thank you right now for the power. Dwight, put your hand on his belly. Put your hand on his belly. Father, right now, the power of God. Stand up too, baby. Oh, gosh, Holy Spirit's on you all over you. Matter of fact, you step out in the aisle. You come on, step right out here. Kathy, right there. <clears throat> right there. Just receive it. Come on, come on. Receive that power of God. Just, just put your hand on and pray over Thank you, Father. Couple right there. Green shirt. You too. Stand up. Yeah, you too. Just right there. Eddie, put your hands on that guy. Begin to pray for him. Father, I thank you right now. Ma'am, ma'am, that's the Holy Spirit. Look here. Newness in your life. Brand new. Things that you prayed for for 15 years. Today, 1201 breakthrough today. Everybody online, follow me with the camera. Look here online. That's what we're about here. We're not about normal, average, bump along, get you in, get you out church. In this house, Holy Spirit is in charge. And listen to me, because you're, you're somebody sitting at home right now and you're, you're wondering. Listen to me. Show up in this house. Show up late. Sit in the very back row. And God will absolutely split everything in half in your life if you're willing to do it. If you're Look here. I'm going to say this. These services are going to become so infused with the Spirit of God, you'll miss a vacation to show up to church. Now, don't step on my toes. I'm stepping on mine, too. There ain't nothing wrong with vacation. I'm just saying that. Everybody in the house, lift your hands up. Father.